Hey, welcome to the Most Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week on the show, we're talking about Go Skateboarding Day and the death of El Toro. In 2004, Go Skateboarding Day was created by the International Association of Skateboarding Companies as a way to make skateboarding more accessible. Every June 21st since, we've been told to go skateboarding through various calls to action and events. This Friday is Go Skateboarding Day. You gonna go skate, Jason? Maybe. I have no plans. Uh, I kind of hate that it's become a thing that, that you have to answer the question like, dude, what are you doing for Go Skateboarding Day? You know, it's like another thing to make plans for. Um, the only time I make plans to go skating is, you know, a mission like to Pulaski or something. Because all my friends are like grownups. So we have to like look at our calendars. <laughs> like, When are you free? Like the month? Let's look at the month of July. Like when can you go skate? You know, are you free July 22nd? You know, so. But as far as go skate day, I, I might go skating, probably, possibly, I have no plans. But there's always those those two people that are like, dude, every day is go skateboarding day. That's the one of the two corniest takes. The other corniest take is, you know, the only, you know, the real GSD is uh, Gary Scott Davis. There's always some, you know, well, actually type of guy who says that. But no, I have no plans. I don't think uh, the local shop here venue skateboards is doing anything they might be i don't know if they do i might pop by i don't know how about you guys mike what about you are you, you skating uh i'm kind of like jason i have no idea i haven't really thought that far ahead and part of that i think is like old habit from uh geez going way back when i worked at an indoor skate park less way back when i worked at at the skate shop here like I, I, I seemingly always ended up working Go Skate Day because, you know, be it for free skating at the park or just whatever shop related activity was going to go on. So um, grilling, did, did they make you man the grill? <laughs> Never. I don't think I ever actually had to grill, but I probably had to buy the the hamburgers and the hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Stuff. You gotta be like, uh, dude, go to Costco, get like 300 hot dogs. And- oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I ended up throwing away like 150 beef patties in the dumpster <laughs> one time. That was that was not a good idea at that old skate park job. Yeah, I guess like I never really partook in it. And then it was always such a hassle being the shop or park guy involved with it that like by the time I wasn't working those jobs, I think I definitely wanted to like hermit myself away and not deal like the deal with the dudes going like, oh, bro, you got to skate all that <laughs> um yeah I, I don't really take a hard line on it um anymore it'd be it'd be nice to get out but like this friday like every friday i'm supposed to put out some newspapers and like the one event that i might want to check out it's x games tied in but that dude yuto is going to be there it takes place 11 to 2 p.m like downtown Minneapolis and I just can't get there. So I guess that's my take on go skateboarding day. Sorry, dudes, I got to work. What about you, Templeton? <laughs> yeah, I think sorry, dude, I got to work is probably a pretty common refrain for uh, skaters of a certain age. And yeah, I I don't think I've ever actually been to a, an official go skate day event. I generally kind of go the opposite direction of of a crowd. You know, if there's a bunch of people skating somewhere, I'm probably going to head somewhere else because I don't like having to compete for, you know, my spot in line. Nobody really cares to see my uh, six inch long crooked grinds or whatever. <laughs> there's selling just... yourself short, literally, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, my crooked grinds are pretty good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I I don't generally like holidays or special days or crowds. So Go Skateboarding Day doesn't really hold a lot for me. But I think I think brands really like it, you know, big and small. I think Nike and Adidas specifically do big events for Go Skateboarding Day. And I think that they probably like to present that kind of stuff to upper management. Like, hey, there's this holiday and we're going to do this event. We're going to own the day. Our hashtag is going to be trending and blah, blah, blah. It's a good uh, make work project, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a good way to a good way to put it. It's, it like it's gives good. everybody an excuse to put something on, which there's plenty of value to that. You know, it gets people out, it gets people together. But yeah, just not really for me. Yeah, I think one of the things where I think across the board, it's kind of not for us necessarily. Trying to think of younger folk, <laughs> to put it plain, like it, it it probably means a lot of different, like a lot more to kids of a younger generation or just kids from different situations as us. Like, you know, we work, we go, you know, get our time in at scheduled points on the calendar. And, uh, you know, skateboarding is different for us in general in that it's like this smaller thing, at least when we started. And it's just like a different part of our lives. Yeah, I think that's about as plain as I could put it. Like, it's just a a completely... Go skateboarding day is a completely different experience for us with like 20 plus years each in the game as compared to someone else who's like three years deep. And, you know, maybe I I've never been able to go on one of those like mob through downtown missions that we used to do here in Minneapolis. But like, I mean, I I think it's pretty obvious that that's got to be cool as hell. So I can't I can't sell it short just based on my point of view, I suppose. Yeah, the mobbing through the streets definitely looks like a good time. Uh, but I don't think we see much of that anymore, probably due to lots more money coming in. Also, everything's been knobbed in pretty much every city, like in the downtown area. Yeah, I guess Nike and Adidas have money to like put stuff on or whatever. It's kind of crazy with that X Games sponsored event. They've got the involvement of like the three main shops here, um, and they're holding it on like the main pedestrian mall downtown. And uh, yeah, when you get that money in, it, it just makes me... Think of how 20 years ago, you know, I, I never got personally tackled. Though, like, there's footage in an old SM, S edit of Kevin Romar getting roughed up on this pedestrian mall. And then, like, you definitely know dudes from a couple decades back who, you know, if you were pushing down Nicolette Mall any given time, you could get tackled, handcuffed, etc. And now they're, they're throwing the Go Skateboarding Day event down there with official buy-in from ESPN and the city of Minneapolis. So, um, that- yeah, definitely definitely interests uh, tied to the event more than ever. They're getting that Disney money. Oh, that Disney money. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Disney money in downtown yeah. Minneapolis <laughs> for the X Games. I can't believe the X Games is still going on. Like, people are still checking for that. People still watch the fucking X Games. One of the weirdest things, having it... I think it's going to be the third year that they're going to do it because we got the new football stadium, the new Viking stadium. And the first year, so what would have that been? 2017. Just like looking at social media, like all these random people you went, I went to high school with, like popping up at the X Games. I, I, I think, again, you know, our, our perspective is a little skewed and just like people go out for that. Like people want to watch the Mega Ramp, or at least that's been my experience. Random. Frankly. They got the mega ramp out there. Oh yeah, they put it Downtown in the football They they got the outdoor vert ramp and then a mega ramp in the stadium. Damn, might see a might see a 1080. They're getting after it. Those, those kids have a really low center of gravity, so it's easy for them to do like 1080s. And what comes after a 1080? 
1360. Like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that good at math. No, I mean either. But yo, who started Go Skateboarding Day anyway? Was it like a secret industry meeting or some shit? Yeah, you know, a, a cabal of industry uh, industry luminaries, the International Association of Skateboarding Companies. Uh, I think that's the same group that brought us the anti-blank campaign that we talked about a while ago on Twitter. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. And also, allegedly, the anti-plain white t-shirt campaign in the mid-90s. Oh! Allegedly. Anti the uniform, huh? Yeah, and yeah, the anti plain white T-shirt Adidas asked to wash jean internal memo. Allegedly, there's no there's no proof or documentation. That was the alleged. Well, you gotta gotta sell a lot of T-shirts. Yeah, got yeah. Skate companies aren't gonna make any money when you buy your three pack of polo tees. Yeah, gotta move the soft goods. I actually uh, consulted the world's most reliable source of information, Wikipedia. And it said Don Brown started it, so I don't know. Seems like a crazy thing to just wake up and do one day. The Wikipedia entry I looked at mentioned the IASC as the founder. Maybe it was Don Brown's idea that he, yeah, he birthed it. through the, the association. Sounds like something you would pitch. Yeah, cabal members, the cartel heads. <laughs> All right, so if nobody's going to make a GSD claim, I, I got to throw this out there because I guess I did skate on one of them at the skate park job. There was some year, late 2000s, they were, there was a kickflip challenge, maybe a Crux-sponsored event. So, uh, yeah, put this, put this in the ranks of rep flow and all that. I can't remember how many kickflips I did, but I did 100-plus kickflips in a row on a go, go skateboarding day of the past. So And did you win? My, did you do the most? I... I I have to admit I did win the local event at Third Layer Skate Park that nice. June 21 of your yeah just 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 because nobody else was making their GSD claims I I, had, I have to put that out full disclosure that's sick dude was it exhausting yeah it was terrible well I mean I was did you take younger. a break or something like uh, just for cardio purposes I mean. Yeah, I, I was probably smoking cigarettes at the time, so I'm sure by the time... Well, yeah, I was definitely smoking cigs at the time, so I have a feeling that, you know, as we rounded the corner of Kickflip 85, like, hands were on knees here and there, and yeah, I mean, that's uh, probably the high watermark of my kickflipping. Good times. I always see those CCS 100 kickflip videos. It just makes me wonder, like, what would it be like to do 100 kickflips? Like in a session, you'd probably walk away being really good at your kickflips. I I don't know that I've got the stamina for it at my old age. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just having the time to want to put towards that. But um, yeah, there uh, I feel like one out of every four is kind of a crapshoot anymore. So yeah, if you're batting if you're batting 300 with kickflips, uh, you're doing pretty good. I'll bet I could do 100 kickflips in a row. Well, probably not in a row, but in a session. But I don't think I want to. <laughs> no, it's a it's a wait. It's, it's like kind of like a waste of time. It's like you're you're done. Yeah, exactly. A hundred kickflips, but like that's the whole session. Like that's your day. Right. I think I'd rather do a hundred crooked grinds. <laughs> uh, you know what else I'd rather do is I'd rather talk about El Toro. News broke via a photo shared on social media that El Toro's famous stairs are no more. Jenkum did the journalistic legwork and called the school and found out that the famous set uh, was no longer ADA compliant. So they're making it, into, making it into a double set. Mike, how do you feel about the loss of El Toro? Uh, for one thing, I'm all for greater accessibility. So if it's going to become um, Adults with Disabilities Act compliant 
so be it. I think that's a that's a decent reason to tear something like that down. Uh, my real answer, though, is kind of who cares? Just in that, like, I don't think I can shed too many tears for a 20-star Southern California handrail proving ground that, like, is just... It is what it is. It's it's a novelty, like the leap of faith, you know, where they built an elevator and nobody can break their legs trying to do that anymore. Or, I mean, it's it's definitely got more notoriety than, what was that random gap in all those trans world videos, like Med Choice or something? Dude, I was thinking about the Med Choice gap uh, in preparing for this conversation. Just how funny it is that these random brands or schools or whatever have this place in skateboard history that they're just completely unaware of wait what was what was the med choice gap i haven't seen every transport video so i think it was one that like the flip dude skated a lot it was just like a fucking gap with no curb at the top and parking lot to parking lot yeah probably like head plus a couple of feet tall not it didn't look ultra long it looked like you know if you were riding at it you'd clear it but yeah, like early 2000s flip video, Transworld video, it's definitely got like a Ty Evans scratch at it. Some dude Nolly heals it. And I'm, you know, like the reason montage. Right, it's of right. that vintage. Was there like a big drop? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a lot with a big, big ass drop. I'm, I'm yeah. looking at uh, Google image search results for MedChoice or MedChoice Gap and Eric Costin switch healed it for the K3 ad. Yeah, so I guess kind of going back to El Toro and just its notoriety, I feel like it managed to stick around for a really long time. And maybe that's the most notable thing other than, yeah, obviously insane skateboarding that went down on it. But it's it's just like I wasn't going to skate it. Who's going to skate that thing? I saw some 10 year old kid board sliding it on Instagram. And I don't know the whole it's 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 not a spot to shed tears for. But maybe I'm completely off base. No, I kind of agree. Like, I I try not to, like, over-sentimentalize spots because, like, you know, my whole thing is, like, bots come and go. It's part of life. You know, just move on. El Toro, I mean, it was just, like, a uh, place for carcass tossing, I guess. Like, you know, I mean, there's plenty of other places to jump down stuff. So at the end there, they kind of tried to juice it too hard for instagram like you remember when that i can't even remember these dudes names like that one dude uh backside tail slid it and that one dude frontside blunt slid it and that one day mm-hmm. was like oh, 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 oh and then like you know what i mean a couple days later you couldn't remember their names like who were they they were french right yeah i think they're both french i think it happened at the same session yeah i wouldn't doubt <clears throat> Yeah, like, like what happened to those dudes? Uh, they probably just went back to France and they're working on their next project. Yeah, probably. Yo, yo, they're 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 still just mired on Jart flow. <laughs> Jart sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think a I don't think a backside tail slide that gnarly has ever been just dismissed so heavily ever. Yeah, that's kind of that's incredible. Shit, like to lock into a backside tail slide and go. You know, I mean. Slide. He came out straight too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he like yeah, he kind of ollied out a little early. I think there's like a certain dismissal. Maybe it maybe it was baked into that whole backtail Frenchman and affair. But like, there's 
kind of like an aversion to El Toro just because of like what it came to represent, like this over the top gnarliness, like this kind of <laughs> decadence. Is there anything to that? Like, God, like that jerk went and did that on El Toro. Like, no, nah, screw this. We don't care about that anymore. Is there anything to that? Yeah, a little bit. Like it's uh, they're trying to like push it to the limit or whatever. It's never, which has never been cool, really. Yeah, I think it's a place where people go to make a name for themselves. And in skateboarding, that's kind of not cool. You know, like if you go to El Toro, you're there to prove something. As skaters, we kind of roll our eyes at that. Yeah, it's like you're a tryhard, as they say, in the gaming world. Right, like why fly all the way from France to come do this backside tail slide? Spots in France look way cooler. That is another thing. That spot, yeah, never never went more than SoCal schoolyard. It's kind of funny to think about Kerchart doing that lip slide in the Birdhouse video because it didn't, I, I can't remember exactly where it fell in the edit, but it wasn't like it was the centerpiece of the park or am i misremembering i think it was kind of a set piece you know like they drove the the van through the fence yeah he's like on the hood and he throws his board down lip slides the handrail and then they drive the van down the stairs they're making a big deal of it (laughs) (laughs) you're 100 correct and i i think that every trick that's gone down on el toro is fucking gnarly you know it's undeniably gnarly Anybody who's ever done a trick there, you know, deserves much respect. It's fucking insane to skate a 20-stair rail or do a trick down 20 stairs. So, you know, thank you, El Toro, for 21 years of being a siren calling insane (laughs) huckers to Southern California to (laughs) prove their mettle. I'm just (laughs) picturing Tosh Townend tying himself to the mast saying, (laughs) <laughs> Don't untie me, no matter what El Toro says. <laughs> Dave Baczynski turned out okay. Like, he's still pro for Darkstar, I think. Don Nguyen got the ollie, and Dave came, kickflip. Those two tricks. I think Templeton's 100% correct again. Like, that was a legitimately, like, impressive-looking spot. I should say that. You know, even whatever whatever the boring to impressive balance is or was, like, yeah, if you're jumping down that, it looks in- incredible. Was that was a kickflip in some Oakley video or some shit like that? Yeah, I think it was in the Oakley video. Seems weird as shit that Oakley even made a skate video. Yeah, I think they the like was, the put a shit that? ton of money in it. You know, like Oakley's a huge company. But I mean, like as far as the history of demolished spots go, it's not. It's probably not even like in the top ten. I'd say. I mean, there's like Barkdera, Love, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Academy, Banks. Music. Well. Yeah, the Brooklyn Banks are still there. They're just like in a uh, covered by like weeds and stuff. It, look, it looks like a uh, dystopian kind of abandoned city kind of uh, landscape. Just all like yeah, shit. It looks weird as fuck. Nature taking back the banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah nature, nature taking back. Somebody just needs to go over there and hit it with some Roundup. Probably. <laughs> I mean, if you got some string trimmers and just like spend a day there, you could probably like. If you didn't get kicked out for whatever reason, you could probably clean it up. Somebody just needs to come from the suburbs who has those kind of skills. The city boys don't know about uh, line trimmers and roundup. No weeding, Steve. Yeah. Like drop some mulch in the little, uh, those flower bed things that people use or whatever. But like another thing about dead spots is like sometimes people kind of outgrow them. You know what I mean? The small banks, 
I don't even know if people will want him back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like you do Ollie over the channel or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of like Embarcadero. Like, that, those ledges were so trashed that they'd probably be impossible to skate anyway. I think Mike mentioned this earlier, but I think churn is good. You know, it's it's good for spots to come and go. <clears throat> and I think that, uh, you know, big spots like El Toro, they're kind of like a, a bar for people to measure themselves against. But I think that while El Toro is static, the bar moves. So Jamie Foy's front crook on El Toro in 2017 is not the same gnarliness as a frontside crook on El Toro in 2001. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He he, he really did that, didn't he, man? Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, that's a good point. You know, he big rails are not what they used to be. They're so. still in the mag, dude. There's always like a, a handful of them in the mag every week. I mean, every month. I mean, it makes for a good photo. True, yeah. Very, very photogenic. What else are you going to take guess- a photo of? <laughs> I, I kind of maybe to build on what you're saying, Templeton, it's like El Toro being around for 20 years has been 20 years that El Toro has been possible. And so it's like uh, diminishing returns on skating, at least that 20 stair rail. You're right. Diminishing returns. As kind of insane as that is with something that large. Yeah, it's just the bar keeps moving and the rail doesn't. <laughs> I, I hope Sheckler got to backside with it, though. How insane would that be if Sheckler just dropped the backside flip on El Toro, you know, in whatever next video part? But next, I, I think there's some some unfinished business uh, at El Toro for more than just Sheckler. No, didn't Chris Jocelyn do some shit down it? Oh, I feel like I saw like a a roll up that was being teased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He teased. Uh, yeah, there was, he teased posted uh, the roll up. Yeah, I think the consensus is probably 360 flip, which and is then, like, crazy. Can't believe I remember this, but and then like he showed Chris Roberts and them the footage on his phone, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> probably that guy." Like hard flip late 180. Yeah, and uh, a young Cam Sedlick tried to 360 flip it uh, before his makeover. Um, I guess he'll never go oh, back. Oh, that guy. Oh, is that um? That's the oh yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, that's is that junior Cam varsity Bryan. hockey. <laughs> that's JV hockey. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sick. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I caught the clip somewhere of him attempting a backside three, which fuck props, props to anybody who even attempted something down it. We can't do this topic without shouting out Dan Peugeot. Yep. God, that was brutal. Terrible, terrible. Was a switch front board or regular front board? Switch front board. Yeah, just in got line, devastated. Like he did, did some trick down like a little set or something, and then he like yeah came up in the uh, in the Canadians jersey and uh, had switch front board. Didn't quite make it. And, and I, I would say like I'm thinking of Arto doing that front board, and even just like Foy front crook, where those dudes are like hauling ass coming out at it and there's like a little bit of um physics to make it not kill them involved yeah Pujau got on right on top no speed just <laughs> oh god work with the physics dan come on oh man uh might have to make a gif of that uh <laughs> switch front board slam 
It's been fun seeing all this, all the old El Toro clips that have been coming up on Instagram. I saw some BMXer who tried to spin a 360 down it and then just fucking, I think, knocked himself out because he's just yeah. on the ground holding his bike and not moving. And it is fucking funny. Good God. <laughs> well, I mean, how have we made it this long without uh, shouting out? The scooter kid who got that backflip yeah, just that in the guy. nick of time. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, the backflip, I think, just shut it down. It'll be interesting ADA to see what... compliance is a smokescreen. <laughs> yeah. School saw the footy, just like, it's done. Back to, like, dead spots or whatever for a minute. The only sensible response I've ever seen to, like, a big plaza spot or whatever getting shut down was a Hotel DeVille, which they actually, like, uh, Jeremy DeClan, yeah, yeah, they met with the town or whatever, and they, they're going to renovate it to make it an actual spot which is amazing and something that would never ever 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 happen in this country i I would say never say never you never know but i i don't think it's very likely i think most of our plaza spots or probably like half of our plaza spots are private property so i think that really throws a wrench in in things as far as like saving the spot yeah I mean, there's eggs. That's not really private property. All that stuff in Chicago is private property, I think. Yeah. Glasky, yeah. legislative. I think that's somewhat of a buck. You know, I'll, I'll knock on wood here. One of, one of the main spots downtown Minneapolis. Been there forever. The Hennepin County Government Center. It's got these weird kind of like taco banks. Like steep oh, banks yeah, that yeah, you can yeah, skate yeah. as a lip. Mike Carroll's yes. got some yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, in fully yeah, flared. Yeah. Other side of the building... You've got granite ledges that are pretty much a bust just because they can see you. But then on the periphery, there's old granite, there's new granite, there's little steps to skate. And um, it's right at a light rail station. So there's like, there's been redevelopment that's happened. And actually, I think they did some ADA compliance as of late. So they built uh, handicap ramps that added more granite ledges. And I don't know if it's just a factor of it being like a county, like a big mid-level weird form of government that just doesn't have the time to care about knobbing it, but that place exists. And uh, yeah, knocking on wood again, but that's an outlier maybe because yeah, it is a tougher and tougher stateside for any of those spots. Yeah, it really is. Have you guys read the work of Paul O'Connor? He's a sociologist who writes about skateboarding and uh nah, is it, a lot is it about kind of, architecture is it kind of like in the vein of uh that ocean howl article or whatever yeah similar yeah. and um he wrote something wrote an essay about el toro and he asked the question do skateboarders have cultural rights to el toro you know and any other famous skate spot that you know we've kind of squatted on these places and given them meaning within our community but the the people who actually have the deed to the property and have control over it could give two shits, you know, what Jamie Foy frontside crooked grinded. Yeah, I mean, I guess my gut reaction is no. <laughs> Not cultural rights, necessarily, but that's, like, part of the beauty of it, you know? I, I, I sometimes, like, take a skeptical approach to thinking too hard about, yeah, the the spaces that we enliven and, and, and kind of that train of thought. But, you know, it, I mean, there is... There is that element of making something out of something else, you know, doing something with it that wasn't intended. But I don't think cultural rights probably isn't the right thing in my mind. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I think that's kind of like over intellectualizing a little bit. Like, like we have we have the rights to allege. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to like. Over, I mean, I don't know. If you're writing essay about it, that's cool. I mean, like, so we have cultural rights. Like, so what? Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I've always felt like skateboarders are just kind of uh, parasites living off of other people's architecture and finding meaning and use out of something that's meaningless or useless but that doesn't really give us any ownership over it and you know the owner has the ultimate say so we can't really put up that much of a fight there's always more spots there's always more spots being built so on to the next yeah i mean as far as like cultural rights goes for that to have any juice it would necessitate city governments or whoever like acknowledging skateboarding as a culture and not just a bunch of idiots like breaking stuff or whatever which they don't i mean like uh you know mayor bowser's office in dc is right across the street from pulaski and like you know my friend told me that like you know she hates us you know what i mean she always like gives us dirty looks and shit i mean she's a cool ass mayor you know aside from that shout out mayor bowser and everything but <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't think city governments at least in america are gonna be like hey skateboarding is a valid cultural you know what i mean let's blah 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 let's not not this marble ledge you know what i mean right i mean after after kind of poo-pooing the whole idea i think it it goes to you know a broader conversation about the way that like public spaces are being engineered away from really being hospitable to anyone i know that um you know sit proofing things has like roots with making it harder for homeless people or people who are homeless to post up but like thinking back to that nicolette mall where they're holding an X Games Go Skateboarding Day event. Like, they just renovated, you know, a place that was created, I want to say, in the 1970s with a lot of uh, public art, stuff you could sit on, a lot of granite ledges, you know, a very skatable couple-mile stretch of downtown Minneapolis that they renovated. They took out all the planters. They took out all of its character, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, the city's got what I think amount to, like, plastic IKEA chairs that are there seasonably, that are there maybe at the whims of the business owners on the mall. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the use of public space, I think is in far more peril than us skateboarders. Uh, you know, it's, it's in such peril that us skateboarders can't really <laughs> chime in about a handrail that got pulled out for yeah, what I'm, yeah, it's like, sounds like legit reasons. It's like the new love park. Like, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. worst. It's just like some grass and like like a couple like Ikea chairs or whatever. That's awful. From what I've read, the new love park is universally hated <clears throat> by skaters and non-skaters alike. So fuck those guys. I guess they want to reduce the drug trade by having like completely open space. But yeah, that that's the worst. That's the worst public space redesign I've probably ever seen. Yeah, if it. it if I have the right mental image, they've done the same thing to one of Minneapolis's uh, central central thoroughfares. Uh, Templeton, what was Paul O'Connor's conclusion about cultural rights to El Toro? I don't think he really came to a conclusion. It's up to us, you know, people who have podcasts to <laughs> figure out the answer. <laughs> I guess our answer is uh, we don't have any, skateboarders don't have any cultural rights to El Toro. We don't have rights to shit unless we own it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think we're letting a lot of our cultural rights slip away. I mean, like, in in Spain, they kind of recognize the cultural rights thing because they, I guess they just, they redevelop parallel, even though it's not as good or whatever. And they kind of recognize Ma- Makba. 
to a certain extent as a skating place. You know what I mean? They might have some juice over there, but not over here. Yeah, maybe one day people will wise up and uh, let us skate. There's talk of a new baseball or Portland getting a baseball team and, you know, building a new baseball stadium. And I just keep thinking, like, stadiums are such a waste of space most of the time. You know, you ever go to a baseball stadium or a football stadium, they're just, like, dead most of the time. And I feel like there could be a uh, an argument made that those spaces would be great spaces to build skatable, to make them skatable so that those spaces can be lively more than just on game day. Yeah, that's a whole other argument, I guess, like use of public space. And then you get into, like, golf courses and, like, all that horse shit. Oh, golf courses, good God. Hopefully, if we get a, a new stadium, we'll get some new skate spots. But I'm, I'm not uh, holding my breath for that. That uh, Not to be, yeah, only talking about downtown Minneapolis, but uh, we have twice in the past decade, you know, publicly supported Stadia or uh, big-time money professional sports. And we have gotten skate spots both times out of the deal. Yeah, like I saw... Watched in football one time, and they showed the outside of the new Viking Stadium. It looks like there were some ledges and steps and shit. I don't know. Yeah, there's a, you know, not for me necessarily, but there's a hubba. There's one of those, like, New York-style parking or, like, you know, road stops that's a that's a steep bank. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of those Diamond plate steep bank that I got to get out to. Yeah, we've done all right. We've done all right. Nice. Well, there, there's hope for us then. Jason, if you could bring back one dead spot, what would it be? Oh, without a doubt, um, bam, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. It was that seemed like, like a sick one. Yeah, it was sick. It was kind of like a miniature version of uh, Love Park. It seemed pretty small. It was, you know, it was chill. You could skate there all day, like different size ledges. Yeah, that place was awesome. I'm, I'm still mad about that. I think they made it a parking lot or something. Ugh. Mike, what, uh, what dead spot would you bring back? There's this, uh, it's still there, but it's just skate stopped into oblivion and they've always had really good security it's the fifth street towers downtown minneapolis that had a bunch of like ollie up bank options it had manual pads it had manual pads into banks it had ledges and it was all arrayed in such a way that you could ollie up a bank do something come off the bank turn hit a ledge turn hit a manual pad ride out hit another bank yeah lip options on top of the banks and it's been a real long time it's probably been 20-ish years since they put a bunch of granite tiles on all the granite banks i forgot to mention it's all granite granite floor granite everything uh but yeah they 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 skate stopped it out and every now and then some unknown hero come in and knock one of the blocks off the banks and make one little avenue skatable but uh it's 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 rare and yeah, they actually, come to think of it, they did it in two phases. They skate stopped the ledges first, left the banks open. But like about five years later, they, they blocked up all the banks with just little tiles on them that you can't really get through. So 20 years for the ledges, 15 for the banks. Dang, was that any, is that any videos or anything? Uh, it's here and there in like uh, local Minneapolis stuff. Oh, right, I right. think... There's a Thrasher photo in like a Minneapolis article of Steve Nesser like doing a backside ollie over one of the hips because there was also a hip option. It it was a, it's a pretty incredible spot just sitting there 
skate stopped out. Yeah, what you bringing back, Temple? I've got two choices. The MLK Library in Washington, D.C. was super sick spot. Uh, granite ledges, as far as the eye could see, and it was just super chill. Even had granite ground, um, but that's that's just a road now. There's no no bringing that one back. And then a little closer to home is PCC here in Portland, uh, Portland Community College. Is this two block that uh, was a hot spot for like two years, and then it just got skate stopped one day, and that was just like a tragedy for uh, me and for the scene, I guess, but more more just for me, <laughs> a personal tragedy because it was just chill ledges, which is all I really like to skate. I'd seen it on your Instagram. It looked like a uh, quite a fun spot. Yeah, R.I.P. P.C.C. Write that on your grip tape. <laughs> I don't write things on my grip tape anymore, but that's that is almost good enough to, for me to break the rule. Would you perhaps be stoked on breaking that rule? I don't know if I'd be stoked on it. I guess if I did it, I'd be stoked. But <laughs> what I'm stoked on really this week is uh, cover version. It's a new full-length video from Dan McGee. First one since Make Friends with the Color Blue in 2010. I've always been a huge fan of British skateboarding, so this is just like right in my fucking wheelhouse. It's super good. And that's uh, that's Dan McGee of Blueprint Skateboards fame. Yes, long exactly. stretch of videos. To be clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting for the world first broadcast. Make Friends with Color Blue. All that shit. I see neither one of you guys have written down. You're uh, stoked on. <laughs> No, I got some stuff. I got. Some stuff. I, didn't write it. I didn't put it in notes, but I, I got some stuff. That I'm stoked. On. Yeah. I, I, All right. Uh, I'm on. I'm on the page. If if you need to call on me. Since since Mike's uh, typed it out first, Mike, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on no longer sweating the NBA draft as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. The NBA draft is tomorrow night as we record on Wednesday evening, and um, yes, for the longest time. Definitely one of the highlights of the year. Yeah, I mean, I for the longest time, Sick, the Wolves, once Kevin Garnett left, didn't do absolutely. They did nothing. They they won twenty to twenty seven games, and basically the NBA draft was like the centerpiece of just this dismal fandom, where the only hope you had was that the Wolves wouldn't fall back too far in the draft lottery, and then they would draft. Or somehow luck into drafting some fantastic player who would pull us out of the out of the mud. Of course, we famously passed on Steph Curry, uh, Demarcus Cousins. Those might just be the the two biggest ones that we passed on. But uh, the Wolves have pulled themselves into mediocrity as of late, and somehow my fandom turned. It might be linked to like having a two year old because this this whole change is about two years old. But uh, I'm no longer like living and dying by the NBA draft. I'm I'm taking it more casually, and I'm I'm stoked on that turn of events. Nice, you, you yeah. gained a little freedom. Yeah, maybe a little perspective on the whole thing. You know, the Wolves Jason. do though. Well, before I tell you what I'm stoked on, the Wolves do oh, have yeah, yeah. the best uniforms in the NBA. Those like purple rain uniforms. Agreed. You know what I mean with the purple rain font. Those are dope. I, I, I jump to agree just because, yeah, I'm a, I'm a homer. I almost placed the Miami Heat, Miami Vice you know, unis above those for what it's worth. Those are incredible, too. Shout out it's a good you. time for uh, jerseys in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Uh, what, what are you stoked on, Jason? Also stoked on 
uh, cover version, specifically Corin Gale's part. He skates all the bleak, depressing British spots, but he does some pretty tech shit on them. But Templeton, let me ask you this. Are you know those ledges at South Bank that go up and down? Yeah. You know I mean? like, are those, do those count? Do tricks on those count? Man, for me, I'd prefer not to see yeah. South Bank stuff. I see. Probably going to get some heat for that, but that's, that's just how I feel. But I, I think that Ooh, South Bank... I'll, I'll pile on. I don't even think it's that interesting looking. Ooh. 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 I stand by that. Anyways. Hot take. Hot take alert. Where's the air horn for the hot take alert? <laughs> but yeah, that part is sick. Also, uh, Venture Trucks, of course. Awake. And this might seem kind of weird, kind of out of character, but, uh, you know, I'm the skater who kind of came up in the 90s and... I'm a fan of the music of the Wu-Tang Clan. So I went to go see them last night. Whoa. Still pretty stoked on that. They performed the whole 36 Chambers LP and some other stuff. Ghostface wasn't there. So that was one thing. So they didn't do anything off of the purple tape. But yeah, they did Triumph. Triumph Triumph was like their last song. And... Kefadon did his verse off of Winter Wars, which is my favorite verse probably ever in the history of rap music. So that was pretty sick. So yeah, so stoked on the Wu-Tang Clan performance. Well, uh, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to things we talked about and uh, other show notes. Uh, You can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, at Frozen and Carbonite and writing stuff from time to time for quartersnacks.com. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M, as in Mike, Munzenrider, all together. Templeton, where are you at? Uh, people can find me online on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yes, this shit is raw, coming at your door. Start to scream out loud, Wu-Tang's back for more. Yes, the hour's four, I told you before, prepare for Mike fight. And plus the Cold War. You heard of the rats before, but kept waiting for the son of song. I keep dance hall strong, beats another worthy of my cause. I prolong extravaganza, time sits still. No propaganda, be wary of the skill. As I bring forth the music, make love to your eardrum. Dedicated to rap, nigga, beware the fearsome. Lebanon, John Malcolm X, B-Threat, CD. Massacre, murder to cassette. I blow the shop up, you ain't seen nothing yet. One man ran trying to get away from it. Put your bifocal on, watch me a cometh into your chamber like Freddy into dream. This kaboomerate your technique in your scheme. Four cause applause like a blackjack did that. You stuck on stupid like I'm stuck on the map. Nowhere to go except next show, bro. Entertaining motherfuckers can't stop OM battling. You don't want me to start tattling. All up on the stage cause y'all snakes keep rattling. Bitch, you ain't got nothing on the rich every other day my whole dress code switch so just in case you want to clock me like sherry all y'all crab bitches ain't got the worry can't get a nigga like don dime a dozen even if i'm smoked out i can't be scoped out i'm too ill i represent park hill see my face on a 20 dollar bill cash it in and get 10 dollars back the fat lp with cappuccino on the wax pass it in your thing put valve up to 12 put all the other lps back on the shelf and smoke a blunt and dial nine 
917-1604-9311 And you could get long dick hip-hop affection I damage any MC who step in my direction I'm Staten Island best, son, fuck what you heard Niggas still talking, that shit is absurd My repertoire is USSR PLO style got thrown out the car And ran over by the Method Man Jeep Devon can't define my style, it's so deep like pussy My low-cut face stay bushy like a porcupine I part backs like a spine Got you like a blunt and reconstruct your design I know you wanna diss me, but I could read your mind Cause you're weak in the knees like SWV Trying to get a title like Woo Killer B Can't change your habit, you know I'm friends with the Abbott Me and Riz name printed in the tablet under vets We paid out debts for mad years Hibernated sound and now we out like beers And born power, born physically, power speaking The truth in the song be the pro-black teaching Resurrector. Yes, this shit is raw coming at your door. Start to scream out loud. Wu Tang's back for more. Yes, the hour's four. I told you before, prepare for mic fight. And plus the Cold War.